Welcome to Mornings with Matt, personal and professional development training that connects the art of acting with critical life skills and self-mastery. Presented by the Deering Acting Studio. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mornings with Matt. Today we have got Ariella on the show. Welcome, Ariella. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on with you and talking this morning. Absolutely, me too. Uh, it looks it looks nice and chirpy over there. Yeah, it is. I woke up really early and it was just like, there was this bird outside my window all night. Really? And apparently, yeah. Huh. And now it's up in the sky and making noise still. Did so. you did you see the bird at night or just hear the bird? No, I just heard it. That's that's got to be some kind of sign, I think. I know, isn't it weird? Yeah, this is. I mean, I think that's a good thing. Birds are definitely good. Good. What do you think it means? I don't know. We should think about it. Hmm. So if there's a bird outside your your room all night. What is that? A mean? portion of the night. <laughs> well, it wasn't all night. It left at one point. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I woke up around. And another thing, I woke up at every hour and a half. So I went to sleep at twelve. I woke up at like one forty-five. Oh, it just flew down really low. Okay. You see? I woke up at you one, see? I, this is a thing. <laughs> I woke up at one forty-five. I woke up at two thirty. And then I woke up at like 4.09, and then I woke up at 5. And like 5 is when my alarm went off. So what did so, you yeah. do every time you woke up? I was just like, okay, I have until 5. <laughs> so you, I think maybe you were just hoping not to miss your morning? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And honestly, like I've been sleeping through my alarms a lot lately, so yeah. I had to like change the song like today so it was like really like jolting almost but it didn't like trigger me yeah it's like this weird in between yeah yeah what'd you choose i chose rough justice by the rolling stones okay they're my favorite band so it's, it's rough enough but <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't throw off your day yeah. i like it all right so we got i think we have some acting questions today right or at least one yes let's talk so, about that yeah, my question was, um, how do you become your character? So for me, the 50 questions doesn't really do too much. Um, I mean, of course, it does give me information, but I don't really know what to do with it. And I see my characters as um, a version of myself. So sometimes when I'm thinking about or doing the script analysis, sometimes it harms me because I'm fe I feel like I'm limiting it, lim limiting it to myself. And I'm not like expanding beyond like what their thoughts are, not necessarily what what mine were in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, we got Brian here on the show too. Say hi, Brian. Hello. Hi, Ariella. Hi, Brian. You won't, you won't be <laughs> able to see Brian, but you can hear him. So he might he might pipe in here a little bit on the character question. Okay. So. Okay. So first of all, the the fifty questions are what I believe to be a beginning, a starting point. So it doesn't mean that you're done once you've once you've answered all the questions and and you should be coming up with more questions as many as you can think of and then be willing to constantly adapt those questions and or, or the answers to those questions until you find it and even when you do it's still going to be a process like it will be this never-ending process that's that's first and foremost um, the second part of your question was 
about you being the character and is that limiting? And I don't believe it is. I think that w you're going to be a part of every character you play, always. So now, having said that, Maybe you need to you need to believe more what the character is going through, so that that might it might help you to do some short stories. That's what I like to do. So rather than just answering the question, so let let me ask you this: um, What is your character's? What's your character's name? Stephanie. Stephanie. So what is Stephanie's relationship with her father? Well, her fa her parents got divorced, and her father um, lives in Long Island, New York, and they kind of have a good relationship. Like they'll call and he'll offer advice, but he wasn't like a hundred percent in. He wasn't that type of dad. He's just kind of there, floating about. Is that in the play? No. So you made that part up. Yeah. All right. So so what what? How'd you get to there? Well, I was thinking about. Um, how Stephanie became the way she is because of um, her relationship with Greg and why she kind of felt so insecure. And I made the choice that her parents got divorced when she was young and she was moved across the country and she was kind of, she was separated and her mom was kind of crazy and didn't give her the attention, whatever. And she jumped from husband to husband. And again, her father was there, but he wasn't really there. So that's kind of how I decided how she goes into relationships through, okay. through her childhood trauma. What is your, what does her dad look like? Maybe not sure yet. That's okay. Mm. Uh, think about then. So these, these would be questions where you could go deeper. So I just, okay. I just picked the first thing. So you've definitely thought about it. That's great. So now you want to think to yourself, if I'm, if I'm not, if, if I feel like we need to, expand on that I'm going to ask myself more specific questions for instance what does he look like uh, what's his build what's his job let me write out a story of the last time we spoke let me write out a story of when he left and and whether or not I was forced or or I chose to live with mom or live with dad and how that went down um, let me describe some of his girlfriends that he's had since he left mom yeah. and how I feel about that and which one was my favorite that he, that he dumped and then how that scarred me and how much do I mm -hmm. like or dislike the one he's got right now and all those things, all those little details. And that's just one question that you can continue to dive deeper and deeper and deeper into this one thing. So on the 50 question sheet, it just says, you know, what, what's your relationship with your parents or something like that. So you can take that question and then you can expand on it and expand on it and expand on it until you find something. And what I'm usually going for is some sort of a key to a line that I have to say or get to say. So if, if she said something like, you don't know me or something like that. I would go and go, what does that mean? What is she referring to? And let me go deep, not just surface, but like way deep into into her past. 
So she has this stuff with Greg, just like you said, and she's she's dealing with with all these emotions. And when you when you start to find lines or you find triggers when she's super upset, it's interesting because every fight that we humans have usually it doesn't really make sense without context. So for her, you're going to paint all this context underneath. And and she has she has a temper on her. She calls the cops. Uh, she gets the c- cops called on her because she's yeah. so aggressive with with him. So again, looking into very specific storylines that justify that, and a lot of times it's it's a fight for survival. So Steph is is working through her own version of surviving and trying to find love and, and doing her best job at that. And, and that's how I, I would go deeper into that. So, so then, so here's your character. That's the inside out. Then outside in, you need to find what I, I like to start with an animal, but what, what physicality does she have? And let me start to work that from the outside, outside in. Now, let let me t- let's take Brian's story here. So Brian, uh, as we know, he has this Im- immune disease, and and for instance, right now, I don't know if you saw yesterday's episode, but right now Brian's going through this this new form of his his illness, and he's he's fighting some things, and he's got to be in the hospital almost every day, just getting a treatment done, and then he still shows up, and he's trying to have a good attitude, and and still connect with with people, and all that. And so I could play a character of Brian, but it's still going to be me. But I have to put myself, I have to tell myself the story. I have to figure out how to physicalize his pain, how to physicalize what's going on on the inside so that I can pretend like I don't feel it on the outside. So I can try to put on my best happy face, smiley face, and like, hey, I'm awake, you know. But but really, from what I hear, it feels like he's going through chemo, and and yet he he wants to find a way to show up. So if I were to play that character, what do I have to go through in my mind to create that physically? And then I have to go, well, why? What what's his deal? Like this Brian character. Why is he still showing up? Why doesn't he just sit at home and and rest and and like I I don't get it. So then I got to go into that backstory, and I got to figure out why is he even here. What would cause me, who I am, to do that to still show up? So what you're what what I try to do is I paint myself into the the shoes of my character and I tell myself stories until it really makes sense for me that I would indeed do that thing. Because we are all capable, I believe, of every emotion, we are all capable of every sin, we are all, as human beings, capable of becoming something underneath the right circumstances. So, okay, you said something, or you said you you try to paint like what would make you as Matt do, you know, show up every day as Brian. Right. Now, what in the case where let's say I'm playing like a serial killer and I cannot justify um 
you know, me killing somebody or I can't justify their actions, what do I do? You've probably in that case, and it depends on the role, but you, yeah. you've probably got to give yourself some sort of a mental illness, which is, which is probably okay. accurate. So I, I played a character here at the studio. His, it, he, it, it's a dark Irish comedy and, and it, we, it, it wasn't shown in the play, but it was, it was discussed in the play that my character killed his father with a shotgun point blank range. His dad in his own living room killed him. Then got away with it. His brother covered it up because his brother was was selfish and wanted all the insurance money. Oof. That I did. <laughs> okay. So I had to find a way to still love my character and justify that me, Matt, would be capable of doing that. So I had to go back, way back, and say, okay, where are these guys growing up? First of all, what's their origin? And they're in this really super small town in Ireland. And and I'm talking small, small. So there's, you know, probably less than 50 people live in the town. And the next closest town is going to be like a half-day drive. So you never you never go anywhere or do anything. There isn't there isn't a dedicated law enforcement in the town. So people tend to do things and get away with things and by the time the cops show up the town sort of has figured out a way to keep going and sort of nobody cares in the one sense because they'd be worried about losing somebody as long as you're not like a total bad person so then i'm going okay so why is the town okay with this all right i gotta kind of figure that out to myself and then back into my character okay so how do, how do i make myself capable of murder so I go back to the specifics with my dad. And my character's dad was very abusive. Well, well, why? Well, he was already an alcoholic. He became a raging alcoholic. And this was actually proven in the play because he, he like runs around and talks crazy to nuns. It's, it's like, like a throwaway line. But I took that and I was like, ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make him crazy. So my dad used to abuse me. And it was more like drunken hitting and neglect and things like that. Well, ever since my character's mom passed away, it's just been sort of torture a little bit. But we had family. We were together. In this town, there's no way out. My only option is to go home. I'm a drunk too. These things are adding up now. Finally get to... The reason he kills his dad, and this is in the play, was his dad made fun of his hairstyle. Okay. Okay, right. So I'm going, that, that's a challenge. So I go backwards, and I go back to my mom, and, and I was very young when she died. This is my backstory. I was very young when she died. The last memory I have of her was her cutting and styling my hair. It makes me emotional thinking about it. And, and so we were in the kitchen, and she was styling my hair, and she did it this very particular way. And so since then, I've been doing that. Well, my dad's been abusing me and, be, and abusing my brother and, you know, I guess trying his best in his own way. But he was crazy, like legit crazy. The whole town knew it. And so that night, we were all drunk. 
really drunk. He was beating me and, and, and yelling and this and that and, and doing what he normally does, craziness. And he says something nasty and says something nasty and says something nasty. And finally, he says something about my hair, which was him saying something about my mother. And I just, in a fit of rage and drunk and not thinking, just grabbed the gun and did it. And when I wrap my mind around that backstory, Matt Deering's capable of that. Under all those circumstances, because I don't know this world. This world doesn't exist for me. If I, if I pick myself up and put myself in that character's shoes, he doesn't know my parents. He only knows that life from the very beginning. So if I add up all those things, I'm going, yeah, that could happen if I'm not if I wasn't in the right state of mind and this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and finally here's the straw that broke the camel's back, that could happen. And, and that's what fueled my character, fueled that moment. And when, when it comes up and someone says, you did that, my character has no problem saying, that's right, I did. And I do it again. <sighs> and it made that's him crazy. scary and it made him funny and it was, it was like... But, but that was just, that was my work to figure out how do I get me to the place where I could do this and not hate myself because I can't, I got to love my character. I have to understand where my character comes from because my character knows not what he does. Okay. So what if the character, um, hates themselves? How would you, cause you just said you have to love love your character oh never mind never mind i think i figured that out yeah. as i was asking it yeah you got a take on this bro guy yeah um my my thing that about the 50 i used to have a lot of trouble with this also and i think i think you hit it really well and that you go really down deep into understanding we talk about it a lot the characters why like what led them to where they are but then i think ariella the other thing is being willing to continue to dive deep into adapting as you're making discoveries. I think uh, when we, when I pulled up 50 questions, like I, I'd write it all out and then we would start rehearsing or we'd start doing something and immediately things would start changing. Mm -hmm. So we go into animal, uh, which is outside 50 questions, but very close. Uh, and we originally had my character as a donkey, you know, <laughs> and that's cause he was slow and sort of like, sluggish and kind of there but not and and it, it fit but it wasn't perfect and then as we kept making discoveries Matt sat us down and we went through and like really dove into animals and ended up finding out he was an elephant and so in the same way I think with character questions you're really trying to just get into like what you're saying Ariella get into the headspace of that character because everybody has a reason for doing the things that they're doing they have a history behind them that's led them to be capable of doing it and so it's really about helping you discover what that might be. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Thank you, Brian. Of course. What else you got for me, Arielle? How's, how's the rehearsal going? It's going. Um, the, the pacing is definitely a challenge, uh -huh. but um, Joey's been really gracious with me. So it's, it's progressing. The, so all these plays it's it's this is interesting we're we are going to we are attempting the very first during acting studio masterclass virtually yeah you know and 
I think I think we're I think everybody's sad about that. It's it, you can't not be because there's the magic that happens in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I just was like, because because there was the option of of not doing it, of postponing or whatever. And I and I'm like, here's the problem: we don't know when this thing ends necessarily. And I just I firmly believe in we. There's no there's no excuse. I don't care. So now I'm going like, okay, dang, like the, And I'll tell you the truth, Ariella. I'm a little nervous to teach because I've never taught in this format. And I'm telling you, I you know how I am. I'm promising this class is going to be the best it's ever been. I'm I'm laying that on the line. So I'm legit nervous as a teacher going, okay, I got to figure out this new formula and go, okay, how is this special? So what I'm asking myself is the first question was, how do I make sure that every student is taken care of and feels like they got 10x value? So that was the very first thing. I'm like, let me just knock that off and just say, I'm going to give everybody a free private lesson with me. Camera's rolling. Every angle's perfect. You know, we, we light it up. So you got that. So that's like, boom, taken care of. Your money's, your money's done. Okay, cool. Now the time investment, which is more valuable. How do we make this, this thing feel like an experience? And so... I'm wrestling with this and I'm still wrestling with it uh, truthfully because I'll be like right up until the day trying to refine the idea. But the point is I started thinking to myself, what if this playwright lived in, in our world and this is the only world that, 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 that playwright knew was this idea of social distancing? Like what if that just was the way it was? Ooh, okay. Okay. So this playwright essentially would still have this story inside them, would still need to tell the story. So what is, and this goes back to a really good question is what is the actual essence of the story? What is the core? What is the playwright trying to teach the world? And if you get that and you go, okay, how do I take that idea and just make slight alterations and do this thing on my phone, do this thing right here, because I have to. And I think to myself, if, if that were the case, how would the playwright have written this play in that way? That's the first question I asked myself. Second question I asked myself was, as a teacher, what are the unique challenges that this format brings up? What type of focus do I have to have that's different? What, what type of technical skills do I have to sort of master and work through? And, and how do I need to listen at a different level and, and have, have a new sense of patience, et cetera? So, so by asking myself that question, instead of, instead of going, okay, let's get through this, by figuring out what are the unique challenges that are actually going to make me stronger and better when I'm not up against the same thing, now all of a sudden it's sort of, I, I consider it like training wheels or, or, or weights, I, I guess, around my ankles. So then you put me back in the classroom, back to the, the setting that I'm used to, and hopefully I will have jumped and progressed forward. Well, that's what I want all the students to ask themselves as well. What are the unique challenges? What are the things that make this way harder? And how do I capitalize on that? How do I, and, and let's be honest with ourselves. Do we think that coronavirus or no, that our society is moving toward more video auditions? Yeah. More video table reads? Yeah. Do I think I'm going to land gigs that way? Yeah. Will I land an agent? Yeah. 
Do I need to know this skill? Very much so. So much like us with our online courses, we, we have, because of our attitude, Ariella, no joke, the Deering Acting Studio has progressed probably two years worth of technological advances in about two and a half weeks. Wow. We the got birds it. are chirping. <laughs> See, we've, we've got our, we've got we've got lights set up differently. We, we went back into storage. We pulled out old equipment, and we like where everything's like you should see this place. It feels and looks like a TV studio, but it's it's taken sometimes sixteen hour days to recreate the the thing. Because I'm going like, how do we create an experience here? And we kept failing and failing and failing. And our version of failing. Like we, we we finished the kids class the other day, and I was going, oh, that was that was brutal, you know, because I'm used to our standards. Well, there was a new a new student in the class from another state, and they reach out and they're like, that was amazing, that was the best class. Like we're so looking forward to next week, can't wait. Like they were so excited, and I was I was ready to, I was ready to just give them like the farm, you know. <laughs> but the idea was was you know our our low or other people's high that's why we don't compare ourselves to other studios we just can't we have to compare ourselves to yesterday that's the only thing so that's the mindset about if, if you can grab that mindset and i'm going to tell you right now i don't know how how your scene in particular is going to work out like you talked about the pacing that pacing is going to be really hard over the phone really hard i get that so now how do I get that that idea across? Whereas maybe we can't talk over each other in the same way that we could in person, but we definitely still can interrupt in ways. How does that look? How does it translate to the phone? Because this needs to be a, it's gotta be a scene that gets the same feeling across. So you're an artist, you are, you are creating something that is supposed to be entertaining, it is supposed to be moving, it is supposed to connect with people, and you have a responsibility to do that no matter what the circumstance. No matter if there's an audience here or a thousand people watching online, and you're seeing celebrities do it all the time right now. They're going like, oh, we're going we're gonna to put up this dance thing, we're going to be doing sketch. I just uh, saw something yesterday, I guess Tom Hanks hosted SNL from his own home. Yeah. Did you hear this on Saturday? Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Really cool. So he did the mm -hmm. opening monologue from his house and and hosted SNL from there, and they did sketches over the phone. And is that ideal? No, like not at all. But it creates these brand new challenges where now if we ever wanted to do a sketch later, we're going we're gonna to figure out how to do a sketch where we want to be over the phone. That's a new skill all these actors have because they said, you know what? I'm not going to say no to this. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to find how to grow and and push through it, basically. So I'm proud That's of you. Pretty cool. I'm proud of you for powering through, and and I'm proud of everyone who's powering through and in the class. And and that's my my promise is we're all going to grow. And either way, you're going to get your money's worth because I'm going to I'm going to totally hook you up afterward. But there's going to be a way that this becomes this becomes such a, a, a unique experience that we'll look back on it and we'll go remember the coronavirus masterclass yeah that was crazy <laughs> remember the time we didn't even stop for that like we don't stop for anything yeah and, and once pretty... once you're there up here it you, it's a game changer 
that's really inspirational, Matt, because honestly, like I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. I have been struggling a lot with that mindset lately because like the, the fire that's usually in my belly has, has definitely gone down and I'm struggling. It's like a new version of discipline. Cause I already conquered that when I had like my norm, normal life, but now I have my own schedule and it's just a different version of that. So you just inspired me again and it's, it's igniting. So thank you. Yes. Good, good, good. And, and take this with you because the fire for me multiplied. Oh. When, when this when this happened, gave myself the the, the brief moment of fear, and, and it, it's there, constantly. But gave let myself indulge in that fear for a second, let myself indulge in a little bit of the sadness and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But then I ha I looked at it and I said, okay, logically. Do I think this is going to last forever? I don't. It feels like it, but logically, do I think it will? No. I'm going, okay. So what does that mean? I started a reverse countdown in my mind. Now in my mind, I'm going, what? Let, let's say this is 30 days or 60 days. I only have 60 days. I only, ha I only have 30 days to level up. I only have 30 days to go grab it right now while everyone else is, is fearful. So it, it just caused me to get up and go like, dude, you got to grind like you've never grinded before because this is a crazy opportunity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, honestly, it felt like everybody needed a break and it was just like a collective manifestation and then it was like boom it happened yeah and then another crazy thing is you know my mom my mom is a nurse and she's working with with covid patients and and you know, she's coming home every day and she's like you know this person died and this person died and yeah and i've been i've been reading the torah or the bible and i read this verse yesterday and it said when Noah came off of the ark, God told him, you know, like now you are allowed to eat meat. You know, Adam, Adam didn't have that, that right. Now the generations after you, you, you guys can eat meat, but you are not allowed to spill your own blood. You are, you do not have the right to kill yourself. So I was like, okay. So I read the little, the little um, interpretation of it. Cause you know, like sages would comment on it. And the comment said something along the lines of, God owns your life. It is not yours to take. Hmm. So I thought about it and I wrestled with it because, you know, I've, I'm, I've been depressed. I've been upset. And, you know, it's, it's been a thought in my mind. And I was like, how, how could that be possible? Like if, if people are so upset that they're killing themselves, why, you know what I mean? Like I was just, I wrestled with it a little bit. But then I realized, like, if you are so depressed that you want to kill yourself, then that is something that your soul needs to struggle with and it le and needs to learn. And that is why you have the circumstances that, that you have right now to learn from them. So I kind of realized that and I, I talked to my mom and again, it was the same thing like, oh, these people died. And I told her that I said, mom, it's not, 
it's not really our choice. Like if God wants us gone, he'll take us. Mm-hmm. But right now, all these people that are dying, even though they're young and even though they're parents, like there's a reason why they're dying. And I told her like me or Aaron could die tomorrow. Aaron's my little brother. And I just want you to know like there, there'll be a reason. Yeah. And like with this whole coronavirus, like my mom, it's really made me open up as far as like loving people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but it was, I guess it had to come out. Yeah. No, it's a big, it's a big deal. I mean, what you're saying is so accurate and see, this goes back to that 30 day thing, the 60 day thing Mm -hmm. where I, I completely agree with you. I mean, people die from getting struck by lightning. They're walking around and they get struck by lightning and they die. That happens. So if that happens, it's it's exactly what you're saying. I, I, I think the idea is like you, you can't take your life if you've already given it over. I can't give something that was never mine in the first place. Mm-hmm. So then it then things become a little easier. Like this is not my microphone. I don't I mean it could be taken from me at any time. You know, it's not my wife. These are not my kids. And once you release the ownership and you say, okay, not even my own life is my own, there's a sense of freedom that comes with that and responsibility, but a sense of freedom where yeah. I, don't, I don't have to be, I am free of fear is what it is. I can open myself up to the possibilities. And am I going to experience fear? Yes, but ideally through faith and i and i think that's that's what's that's what's so strong in in me right now and in a lot of people and i think this and this is it's a wake-up call i mean that's what that's what's happening right now and did people need a break they did but what did they need a break from and that's the question because people didn't need to just stop they definitely didn't need to watch more netflix like th- that's not what that's not what they needed if, if people say oh we needed a break meh I think you needed a lot of people needed a break from the same from the rat race from being in this thing and then and maybe opening their eyes to wow there's a lot more out there there's a lot of things that I that a lot a, a lot of different ways of doing things and it's probably a good idea I start asking questions maybe we needed that I don't know but but yeah, yeah. I mean there's 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 no explanation so so we have to have just an unwielding faith and that's that's the only thing that can get you through this or any other major crisis and and hopefully a lot a lot of people are drawn to god during this time that would be really really great i would be yeah all right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to the birds of chirping and get you uh, <laughs> rehearsing, I'm sure, with your scene partner at some point today. I look forward to class. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to make a memory, for good or for bad. This master class is going to be unique. It is going to be maybe, hopefully, once in a lifetime that we do it in this way. And you are a part of a very select group of people who are leveling up, who are finding a way to make this magical during this time and if you focus on that and I focus on that we're going to find a way to create something that is that that we will never forget the rest of our lives that's the goal I know isn't it it's crazy (laughs) thank you Matt I really appreciate you absolutely it was great talking to you
Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Matt. Please like, subscribe, and follow us at Deering Acting Studio to keep up with the latest content. For more information on classes, private lessons, or professional development coaching, visit www.deeringstudio.com. Have a Deering day, everyone.